Hello and welcome. UVA Speaks is a podcast of Lifetime Learning, a division of the Office of Engagement at the University of Virginia. Lifetime Learning brings the knowledge and expertise of UVA's faculty to the university's alumni, parents, and friends. My name is Susan Lynch, and I am the Associate Director of Lifetime Learning at the University of Virginia's Office of Engagement. This podcast features Jeffrey Lovelace, Assistant Professor of Commerce and Director of the Leadership Minor at the McIntyre School of Commerce at the University of Virginia. Lovelace has taught leadership in various psychology classes at the undergraduate level. He's also run corporate education workshops for a variety of organizations in the public and private sectors. Prior to his academic career, he served as an officer in the United States Army from 2002 until 2014, most recently as assistant professor at the United States Military Academy at West Point. For purposes of this podcast, I'll also point out that Lovelace serves as the advisor to the UVA chapter of the Student Veterans of America. In this podcast, Professor Lovelace will speak to us about the opportunities and challenges that face student veterans at the University of Virginia. So thank you, Jeffrey, for being here today and sharing some insights with us about this important student population. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Great. So you do a lot of work with student veterans. Can you talk about your background and how this led you to get involved with veterans in UVA and why this is an important topic for you? Sure. Thanks very much for the question. And, you know, as I, as you mentioned, I myself am a veteran. I graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point in, in 2002 and, for, and served for about 12 years. Most of that time in the 82nd Airborne Division down in North Carolina, jumping out of perfectly good airplanes. Uh, and I also come from a, a military family uh, where my father served for 39 years. I have a brother that is still uh, in the service right now. He's an Army lawyer. So he spent a little bit of time at the JAG school, which is, of course, over there attached to UVA law. Uh, and on my wife's side of the family, we also have a, a deep history of, of service to the military as well. And so uh, that sense of service has been something important to me. And it obviously, it's something that connects me with, with other veterans as an important cause, as an important issue that I want to support. In terms of education and the importance of higher education for veterans, two things really have, have played a key role for me in the broad sense. The first is serving as an Army officer. I saw the benefit of higher education for my soldiers, uh, those soldiers that took classes both while they were in and the things that they wanted to accomplish within the service or those that served and then wanted to go to uh, get a degree following their time in service. And I saw how education was a, was a multiplier in opportunities for them by pairing educational opportunities with their knowledge, skills, and abilities that they got through their military service, uh, the, the world really opened up to those soldiers. And so it's a passion of mine to see other soldiers be able to take advantage of the educational opportunities that we have uh, that can really help them maximize what they want to do and what they want to pursue in life. On, on a personal level, I got to see how education opened up opportunities for me. So I went to West Point, a, a wonderful university that's really focused on preparing you to be an army officer. Uh, but when I was in Iraq the second time, I sort of felt like I'd gotten to a point, the army prepared me really well for my career, uh, but I sort of felt like I plateaued and how was, my, how was I going to continue to develop? And so the army had a program that allowed you to go back and get a master's degree from a civilian institution. And so I was able to go back and get my master's from Penn State in industrial organizational psychology. 
And that opportunity became a crucible moment in my life that helped expand my perspective on what was out there, on the types of things that you can do, how you can have an impact, that that impact can be in service or out of service, and you can be a citizen leader beyond your time in the military. And so, frankly, it just really changed my life, and I became very passionate about how do we provide educational opportunities to veterans and just what that does to expand their perspective on, on what they can do with their lives and how they can be of service to our country or the world uh, beyond just their time in the military. And at UVA, uh, shortly after I joined the faculty here, I, I served in the military and got my master's, taught at West Point and decided to get out. I got bit by the academic bug and decided that was the career that I wanted. I went back to Penn State as a civilian and finished my PhD and was lucky enough to be hired down here to UVA, which, by the way, is a very comfortable setting. I, I feel like there's a lot of overlap and values and, uh, you know, the honor code and, and what our mission is here at UVA. And when I came back, I was asked to be an advisor, to be a mentor to the student veterans here on campus. And I quickly saw that while we have a, a lot of enthusiastic support to veterans, there's opportunities that we can better establish a supportive community and enhance the contribution of veteran students here on campus. And so that kind of got me to the point that we are now. Okay, great. So what is the student veteran situation at UVA now? And can you discuss how many student veterans we have here at UVA and what kind of initiatives the university is working on right now? Sure, uh, I think it's helpful to give a little bit of context around this. And so if we think about the veteran population in the United States, it's less than 10% of the population has served in the military. The latest numbers are, I guess the numbers as of against late 2020 was it was about 7.6% of the US population is, is a veteran. Um, what does that mean? As we think about it in the context of potential you know, students at UVA, this is just a quick cut on numbers, but according to the VA website, between 25 and, and 44 years of age, which would be a typical age range that we tend to see here at UVA, not exclusively, but tend to see, that's about 4.6% of the U.S. population that are veterans in that age range. In Virginia, we have just under 180,000 veterans from the age of 25 to 44 and so uh, Virginia is actually an increasing per has an increasing per capita percentage of veterans in its population because of the particularly the DC area and some of the things out towards Virginia Beach, for example. We actually attract a lot of veteran population, either recruited from UB, uh, excuse me Virginia's population or veterans that decide to settle in Virginia and become residents of Virginia. And so at our graduate level at UVA. According to U.S. News and World Report in 2020, we had about 7,800 graduate students at UVA, a little bit more than that. Of our population of graduate students that are veterans, it's about 408 uh, veterans within that population. That's about 5.2%. So that's actually pretty good. It's pretty representative of what we might expect to see there. I think some schools, not that I think the numbers tell us that some schools attract higher percentages of veterans. So in particular, Darden, the law school and our medical programs, particularly nursing, uh, do a really great job of attracting student veterans. And they make up the majority of the population of graduate student veterans at the university right now. And that sort of makes sense, right? With the DC facing programs of some of those schools 
the association between the law school and the JAG school. And so those things tend to attract more veterans to those programs. Where I think we can do a better job at the University of Virginia is in our undergraduate population. And so last year, again, according to US News and World Report, we had about just under 17,000 undergraduates, about 16,780 or so. And of those, 50 are veterans. Now, little asterisk here is veterans are self-reported statistic at the university. It's not a mandated reporting. And so there might be a few more, but we think that that number is pretty accurate. And of that, so what does that mean in terms of population? We're less than we're less than 0.003% of our undergraduate population are student veterans. What that number should be, I think we could get into a debate on how does that represent with 4.6% of that age range that I mentioned a little bit earlier. But in general, I think we can agree we'd like to see those numbers be more representative and get more undergraduate veterans. And I know we'll talk a little bit about why that can be important uh, for the University of Virginia as we move forward. In terms of some of the things to be aware of and the efforts that we have going on right now, in the past couple of years, our Student Veterans of America chapter, which you mentioned I'm an advisor for, has become much more active over the past two, two and a half years. And they've played a huge role in advocating for veteran support here at the university, particularly during COVID where the university had to make some policies on going online or how they were gonna process certain types of financial benefits or uh, tuition, for example. And those things had unique uh, issues that were created for the student veteran population. Our student veterans became big advocates for making sure the university understood how that impacted the student veteran experience. And the university was very responsive uh, to the student veterans using their voices to support their community. We have an association with the Posse Foundation, which helps to attract underrepresented populations to the university. For the past several years, we've had an association to attract student veterans. That gets a cohort of about 10 veterans per year that come in through this association with the Posse Foundation, which I would say is not enough. We wanna see more veterans coming in, but it provides, it provides a nice cohort that we can build around. And those veterans who have come in through the, the posse relationship have actually been instrumental to really establishing uh, the veteran community and have played an important role in, for example, the Student Veterans of America chapter. We have a veterans working group that's been working together for about the last year and a half now. It has representatives out of the Dean's office, Dave Sauerwein out of the Dean's office has played a critical role in organizing this working committee, has representatives from the registrar's office, has representatives from finance, from admissions, from the Equal, Equal Opportunity and Civil Rights office, and, and others, career services, for example, that we all come together at least on a quarterly basis to talk about issues and what some of our initiatives are in order to uh, better promote a, a supportive community for student veterans. And one of the examples of a thing that came out of that effort was I'm happy to say we have a veteran space that we're planning to open in the fall as long as everything goes according to plan. Uh, but it's a it's going to be a dedicated space for student veterans, student veteran services location in Newcomb Hall. So a very central uh, location here on campus, very visible location and just super excited about what that means for our ability to support our student veterans. We now have a space we can bring, for example, representatives from Veterans Affairs in who can talk about some of the services that these veterans can take advantage of, 
Now student veterans have an easy place to access that they can come learn about how they maximize their GI Bill benefits, for example. Uh, but maybe on a more pragmatic point, one of the things we now get to do is student veterans who are non-traditional students, they're living off campus typically, for example, they have a place that they can come and be comfortable in between classes, right? Where before, what do you do? You go to the library, you find a place to be in between your classes. You can't go home during the middle of the day. Now they have a place they can come, relax, can study, um, can handle some of the you know, things they need to do in between classes. And we're really excited about being able to open up and the opportunities uh, that that will provide to our student veterans moving forward. So those are just some of the things that are going on right now and hope that gives a snapshot of the, of the current situation. Really does, thank you so much. And it's so wonderful to hear about all these things that UVA is doing for the student veterans. It's very important, so thank you for that. Um, can you discuss the advantages of having student veterans at UVA? I think this is important. I, I completely agree. And you know, oftentimes I think about when we have these discussions about student veterans, we say, well, we would deserve, these veterans deserve our support. But I really look at it as, what do we benefit from having student veterans here? And there's a lot of things that I think the university gets. It's not about giving back to a deserving population, which is definitely true, but the university stands to benefit tremendously by increasing, increasing the number of student veterans on campus. So uh, if I can, like, let's step back and think about, well, what's UVA's mission? Paraphrasing here, but generally speaking, UVA's mission is developing responsible citizen leaders and professionals, right? We want those citizen leaders and professionals to go out and to contribute to the world, uh, to provide a, a life of service and do things in an ethical way, in a values-driven way. Student veterans have already demonstrated a commitment to those values. They've already shown themselves to be citizen leaders who are dedicated to service uh, by what they did in the military. And so by bringing them in, we get people that are committed to the same values that our university is, is committed to. Uh, it's a safe bet that they're going to represent those values and go on to continue to contribute uh, in line with the mission of our university, which I think is a really important thing to consider. Beyond that, we get very mature students that come in, mature students that have experience leading teams, that have life experience and a mature perspective on things that I think benefit our classrooms. Our instructors can rely on them to bring up their personal experiences and connect those with the content of classes, for example. Their fellow students benefit from their life experiences where they can share those things and help even, you know, very simple things like organizing a student project team, right? They know how to do those things and can make those things easier and provide real world lessons to, to other students that happen outside of the classroom setting. I have a little bit of an anecdote here, and this was actually shared with me by another faculty member in McIntyre. They had a project that was about car mats, and it was looking at some of the processes in car mats. And he, the other faculty member mentioned to me that he thought it was really funny because he saw this team, they were together, they were working on how are they going to address this project. And the only person who had ever bought a car, who had gone through the process of buying a car, was the student veteran that was on the team. And so, you know, we can mention the leadership capabilities that you get out of, of leading in the military, but that simple life experience that a non-traditional student brings and helped provide a different perspective on that project, a more mature approach, more inclusive approach on 
What's the full customer experience like going through and purchasing a vehicle on this project that they had a deliverable back to the company for out of that class in McIntyre? Uh, he said it, it really changed the way that that group approached the project and how all the students thought about uh, approaching that project. And they had a much better result uh, by having that person's experiences to pull from. But in general, we get these mature students, mature students with teamwork experience that have been proven leaders who now come into the educational environment. And that can translate into huge benefits as a faculty member being able to draw on their experiences as other students being able to learn from them and the things that they've done. Th those are huge benefits for us to have and, and to be able to rely on those resources in the classroom to help the learning experience of all students here at UVA. And not only that, I think if we take a broader step back and think about things like UVA's 2030 plan, where we want to develop a more diverse population of students, particularly at the undergraduate level, student veterans do that in multiple ways. They're more likely to be first-generation students. A report back in the 2010-2011 timeframe said that student veterans, about 60 to 65% of them tend to be first-generation students. Uh, we see that they tend to have more economic background diversity than the typical students here at UVA. And particularly, again, at the undergraduate level, veterans who come in at the undergraduate level are much more likely to be representative of minority populations as well. And so student veterans can help us achieve our objective as a university to attract a, a more diverse, inclusive community into the university. And beyond that, most of our veterans come in with financial support through their GI Bill benefits which will help them to achieve their objectives and to complete their journey here at the university without requiring necessarily support, though there are some caveats to that that I think are worth talking about as we go on in our discussion. Right, okay, great. Um, yeah, I can see how it'd be such a rich opportunities for discussion within classrooms. That would be really uh, great. So can you share a couple of examples of student veteran success stories? Sure, that one of the students I love to highlight just because we had a, a strong personal connection is Alex Ampari, who was a graduate of McIntyre. Alex was in my class, uh, one of my classes. He actually served as a TA for me also. He spent four years in the Marines and then he went on to attend the Northern Virginia Community College and transferred into UVA, transferred into McIntyre, which is a huge leap uh, to do that. And they, really the intense situation that you come into uh, here at McIntyre and the type of education you get from us. But he absolutely excelled and he maximized his experience, not only in the classroom, but in the things that he also did outside of the classroom. So he was involved in a lot of activities. He was the president of the Latinx Student Network here at McIntyre. He acted as a mentor for transfer students that were coming to the university. And he sat on the exec board of our Student Veterans of America chapter as well. So here you have a student that comes in not only excels academically, but also excels in the service that he's giving back to the university, to the university community. And so now he is actually an incoming associate consultant at Bain and Company starting this summer and couldn't be more proud of all the things that he's accomplished. Uh, Thomas Doyle is another student that I like to highlight. He's a rising fourth year student. He's majoring English over in the college. He, along with another core group of students, are really responsible for reinvigorating, I think, the student veteran community here on campus in the last couple of years. He has been a huge advocate for other student veterans. He's brought to bear issues that have come up with credits and completing things for graduation. 
He, uh, in particular, pointed out some of the financial concerns that were raised based on the impact of COVID-19 and when we had to go online, how that impacted the, the facilitation of GI Bill benefits. And so he's been a huge advocate for his fellow student veterans and his passion and motivation for serving others. I'll be frank with you. It has been infectious for me. And it has been a large reason for a lot of my efforts in supporting the student veteran community, just seeing his willingness to engage. There's so many of these stories. Kalina Matthews is a posse scholar. She was expected, accepted into the competitive nursing program here at UVA. And last year, she was uh, awarded the Benjamin Gilman International Scholarship Award. And so now she gets to go study abroad as part of that program. And there's countless other stories like this. And I think they, you know, what's interesting about them is not only is it excelling at the UVA experience and maximizing the opportunities that are given to you at UVA, but each of these stories also involves giving back to the broader UVA community and maximizing the student experience for others uh, that are here as well. And so just something that makes me proud to see everything that they're accomplishing. Absolutely. Carrying their service forward, which is which is wonderful. Uh, what are some of the challenges involved in student veterans adjusting to life at UVA? Sure. I think, you know, before we get into necessarily the specific challenges that they have, I think we have a challenge at UVA on how do we create an environment that lets student veterans know that we want them to be here. Uh, we had the cornerstone report that was done in 2018 that I know you were a part of and helped to put together. And one of the things we saw was our, uh, our undergraduate enrollment and just applications were fairly low compared to at least some of the other schools that do a great job at attracting undergraduate student veterans. So how do we let student veterans know we want them to be here is, I think, a, a challenge. Once we get them here, I think we need to understand that student veterans are like many other non-traditional students, right? They may have had a break in their educational uh, pursuits. And so we need to help them build and understand the study skills that are necessary to, to be successful here because it's not a lack of talent. It's not a, it's not a lack of capability. There's a lot of institutional knowledge that goes into navigating higher education, and we need to give some particular emphasis to helping them navigate that so they can excel to the best of their abilities here at the university. Uh, one of the things we see is, is uneven uh, transfer credits being granted. This happens a lot for veterans, particularly if they're not coming through the Virginia system. And a lot of veterans, even if they're Virginia residents, are not serving in Virginia, they may be all over the world. And so they may be taking some classes and credits through things that are happening on their base or in another state. And so there can be some uneven transferring of those credits coming back in. And sometimes they have to then retake classes. And that creates a little bit of a gap in their GI Bill benefits, for example, applying. Because GI Bill benefits are fantastic, but they give you exactly what you need to complete the degree. So if you have to retake any classes, if you have to redo something or you change your plan, that can create some gap issues uh, in terms of their funding for school. And so that's another thing that I think in general, student veterans tend to face is there are some gap funding issues. Again, as non-traditional students, they're funding themselves through school. They don't have a financial support network typically that's able to help them fill that gap for some of the things like their health benefits here at the university, which may not be included in their traditional uh, tuition bill or their housing allowance that comes with their GI Bill benefits. So some of those gap fundings for books, some of those gap fundings for just the things that they need to, to live on a daily basis, I think can be some challenges for veterans 
oftentimes they may also need to work outside of just uh, you know, completing their degree. And then again, I think just as we think about non-traditional students, veterans often have five to 10 years of experience when they're coming back. And that means that they, they may have a life outside of being a student, be married, perhaps even have children. And that can be a challenge for any non-traditional student that faces that sort of situation with responsibilities outside of just being able to focus on school. And I think we can do a lot to create that supportive environment to help them navigate those processes effectively. Great, yeah. So what are the key objectives for you and the university to support student veterans success moving forward? Uh, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna harken back to something here that, that you know a lot about. Again, I, I know you were involved in, in creating a cornerstone report where we evaluated, where the university evaluated the veteran situation in 2018. Uh, but to give a little bit more background here, in 2014 timeframe, the Obama administration came out and talked a lot about the underrepresented veteran population at the highest centers of learning in our country. So schools like the University of Virginia that provide access to wonderful opportunities uh, throughout uh, a person's professional life after they complete school. And the Department of Education at that time came out with eight keys to veteran success. And the University of Virginia signed a promise to address those eight keys to success. And so one of the things that's important to me is I think it's now time for us to reevaluate that. Like I mentioned in 2018, I was a cornerstone report filed that did an evaluation really four years later from 14 to 18. Where are we at and what have we done to fulfill some of these keys to success for veteran population here at the University of, uh, of Virginia? We're almost four years after that, we're approaching it very quickly from 2018 and going to be 2022 before we know it. And so a key priority for me as a, as a faculty member, as an advisor for student veterans, is to hold the university accountable. Where are we at with these? Are we being successful? What have we accomplished on this list? And I do think there's some wonderful things happening at the university and a lot of supportive uh, people that, are, that want to help the veteran community but we made a promise to do this for student veterans. Where are we at with that? In terms of stepping back and, and being a little bit broader about it, our key objective, things that I'm working on with the Student Veterans Committee that we're working on with the student veterans is how do we build an inclusive and accepting environment for student veterans that lets them know that their experiences are valued here as a general climate that we can create. If we do that for the population that we have here now, I think we better support them. And then we're able to take in more student veterans and build on top of the, the successes that we're having with the smaller population that we currently have in our undergraduate ranks, for example. This really revolves around, I think, us being a bit more proactive. One of the things that I found in my support for veterans is if I ever go to someone and say, hey, this is what we need, we need to address this issue that's going on, people are very responsive. And our focus is how do we turn that to be we're proactive in our thinking so that we avoid the issues in the first place on how, for example, GI Bill benefits are going to be processed in relation to a new school policy or something along those lines. In terms of how do we help veterans maximize their benefits, we now have this location. How do we bring more people in that know the specifics, ins and outs of how to navigate these things and allow student veterans to maximize the, that effort? And starting to continue, I should say, not starting to, continuing to build upon a centralized support effort 
for veteran benefits, right? We have this working committee. We have people in a lot of the different offices here at the university that are working to support the student veteran population. But one of the key things from that report that I mentioned to you, they had two key recommendations in that report. One was to have a centralized space to provide uh, student services out of. We have that space, it's gonna open soon. The other key recommendation was to obtain a, or to hire a director of veteran services, which by the way, I think benefits not only student veterans, but could also benefit faculty and staff veterans of which we have many here at the university. And so how do we bring that person in who can then coordinate across UVA? UVA is wonderful in that it is very decentralized and that allows a lot of flexibility to the different colleges, for example, to make decisions that are gonna best support their students, but that can make supporting a population like this very difficult across the university when those issues touch so many different areas that are a bit siloed in the way that they can be operated. And so we really need to reinforce the centralized effort uh, to support the veteran population. So we have somebody that's in the room when decisions are being made across campus uh, and can at least help convey how that's going to affect this, this or how this is going to impact this important population of students. And from that, I think we can then be more deliberate in our recruiting efforts. Like I mentioned, we have the Posse Foundation relationship. That's a fruitful relationship for bringing in veterans. But if we really want to increase the number, we've got to do things more like recruiting veterans out of our community colleges where they can maximize GI benefits early on and then come into finish here at the, the main university and really maximize their opportunities to knock out some of those smaller things, get their study skills down, and then come in you know, after the first year of, of getting back into the school kind of mode. Um, but ultimately, I think we do that in, in multiple ways, working with uh, the admissions office. I also think that the other effort that we really focused on is building the community by connecting in with the alumni services. We have a vast alumni network here at the university. Many of them are veterans. And I think we can build a supportive community. That doesn't mean just giving back to the university, but also providing mentorship opportunities and things like that. And so that's another key area that we're investing in and trying to, to build up just the awareness that these efforts are going on at the university so it can tie back into our alumni as well. So evaluate where we are and hold ourselves accountable, continue to build that environment, centralize those services and the effort there and build out the network in particular with an emphasis on our, on our alumni, I think are some key areas that we're really focused on moving forward. That's really great. I mean, as you mentioned, um, I was involved in 2018 with the Cornerstone program, myself and two other colleagues. Um, we spent a year really looking at this issue. We were involved in a leadership um, group, a leadership course over a course of a year. And our project was to look at this. And um, what you're speaking to is really does a lot of the things that we talked about. And um, I was able to share with our leadership with my cornerstone team that, you know, UVA has this space now that will be open in the fall. And we were very happy and excited to see that and to see the progress that is happening um, with the students that are here and um, with your leadership and the leadership of others um, in the university. It's really great to see. So it's really wonderful. 
I appreciate it. And, and to be fully transparent, the effort that y'all did in 2018 to give us really a sense of where we are, I came in shortly after that. And I think we really benefited from what you and the rest of that group did to get a sense of where we were with, with veterans issues here, student veteran issues on campus. And I just like to also highlight that, you know, one of the deep, one of the immense pleasures that I've had in being a faculty member here at the university is, is working with our students. We have an amazing student body. It is incredible what they're capable of. And in particular, working with these student veterans has just been a huge motivator for me and an opportunity, I think, for me to give back to something I'm passionate about and maintain a little bit of an identity as a veteran. And, and I think, again, they, they do so much for our university. I hope we continue down this path to, to better support them and their experience here at UVA. Absolutely, you're right. We have an amazing uh, student body. and. Um, so so talented and um, really carry forward service in so many ways. So that's just really great. So thank you so much, Jeffrey, um, for um, being here today and sharing your knowledge and your expertise and talking with us about this very important student population. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So then thank you so much for everybody listening. For upcoming podcasts and other lifetime learning programming, recordings, and blogs, please visit our website at alumni.virginia.edu backslash learn. We look forward to you taking part in future lifetime learning programs.